0: Lots of things going on this morning uh, that people should know about, uh, especially here in Michigan. Uh, there's something going on with. Uh, Can I float this idea? Can I float a <laughs> balloon with you? Yeah. Uh, this is where, you know, we kind of talked about this air a little bit. It's like, you know, with all the, the things that are proposed in legislature over people's careers, you know, they're like, right, I'm going to sponsor this bill and do these things, you know. Then you you as a you look back at their history and say, OK, you were known for proposing this That's bill right. or writing this bill. So this one is one where I'm thinking,
1: <laughs> this who, is where I'm going to make this one my up.
0: mark. Yeah. Who brought this one up? There's something going on with a, a ban on party balloons. This is, that is right? the
1: line in the sand yeah. right here. No more floating the party balloons. Uh, so in the Michigan legislature, this is actually a serious issue. So. You know when you have a celebration outdoors right. and, and you're very happy and you want to really make a mark, uh, this is a transition point. This mm-hmm. is the point where yesterday we you know, we weren't uh, an official uh, married couple. Today we are. We're going to, in between yep. that transition period, mm-hmm. we're going to throw balloons or we're going to fly pigeons. We're going to do all these fun things. We're going to let the balloons into the sky. No. No, there's a Michigan legislator oh. who says, and, and this is the second time they've floated this yeah. idea. A ban on letting, uh, on intentional balloon releases to prevent pollution. Okay. Uh, At least 10 other states already have similar bans in place under this legislation. If you intentionally let loose a celebratory balloon of some sort, you could face a fine of up to $800.
0: Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. So what about like a little kid is like, oh, I'm really excited, and then their hand gets <laughs> That <clears throat> always it happens. It slips out of their hand.
1: That always happens. And
0: they're like, oh, no. It's
1: the saddest thing on the planet.
0: Is somebody going to come to them and say, all right, kid, uh, I know you got $800 <laughs> for your birthday, uh, but I'm going to have to take this uh, little power wheel and uh, cash that in Well, for if you.
1: they do it again, I mean, violations could result in fines starting starting at up to $800 oh, and geez. rising, inflating hot airing, whatever, to $5,000 for the second offense involving oh, bigger balloons. Um, the issue here is that uh, when the balloons go up, they must come down mm-hmm. eventually, They land in the Great Lakes. Sometimes bits of the latex choke birds. They die. Uh, There's some stunning statistics here. Small pieces that break off a latex balloon are 32 times more likely to kill seabirds than other debris. Between 2016 and 2018, more than 18,000 balloon pieces were found. Along the Great Lakes shorelines. Mm. So I mean there is a there is a legitimate issue here. Yeah. yeah. And and so the uh, in fact, here's another stat. In twenty twenty-two the group uh a group of volunteers picked up three thousand eight hundred and eighty-five balloons wow. at cleanup events across all five Great Lakes. We have to protect the Great Lakes. Absolutely. Lake, Lake Michigan's a great gem. And so this is what the legislator wants to do. Senate Bill two ninety four Banning the release of party balloons,
0: and even those uh, those shiny ones, like the melamine oh, mylar, yeah. mylar ones. Yep. Those those can conduct electricity. I think. Oh, I wouldn't doubt it. Yeah, I've, I've seen I've seen where balloons have gone and hit a power line or transformer and, oh, yeah. and sparked, and balloon, that's not
1: good. Balloon boy had to watch out for the power lines. Yeah, <laughs> balloon boy. <laughs> Jeez, there was no boy.
0: Um, there's other bills that are going on. We talked about this, uh, a few days ago about, uh, their possible, uh, possible ban on cell phone use, uh, kind of going hands-free here yep. in the mitten state. That's right. Um, <laughs> see, see, I see what you did there. The, yeah, that was good. They're all about puns. Yeah. yeah. The hand, the is, hand, the, the hand cannot hold a cell phone. See what mm-hmm. it did. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But that is uh, is that going to be up for vote yet, or what's going on
1: there? So it kind of went up for a vote, and then they kind of struck it down. So let's let's uh, just concluding on the balloon thing. That is not yet law. It's not passed. Yeah. It's okay. not uh, through the House or Senate. Uh, it was proposed in 2021. It didn't pass then. Okay. It's up for consideration right now. On the cell phone, Michigan cell phone ban that has been put on hold. Mm-hmm. The vote came before, so it passed unanimously. Out of the House Transportation Committee last week. House Bill 4250 is what we're talking about. Essentially, it would say you got to have a hands-free device if you're driving. Otherwise, you could be pulled over. It could be a primary offense if you're seen on your phone, whether you're uh, taking a call Texting, mm-hmm. which is a big no-no, watching TikTok videos, an incredibly huge no-no for many reasons. Um, this legislation passed the House Transportation Pro- uh, Committee, no problem. Went okay. before the House for a vote, and it failed to gain a simple majority. Really? Yeah, both Republicans and Democrats voting for and against it more voting against it than for it and the 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 house majority floor leader pulled it back cleared mm. the board said wait a second let's let's reconsider this we've got some work to do because this flew out of transportation committee and it's now failing on the house floor so they pulled it back we'll see if it comes back
0: i think it makes sense i yeah. mean a lot of states are doing it and a lot of people are spending a lot of time on their phone and there's so many things you can do. Oh, I'm gonna let me check Facebook real quick. Uh yeah. let me uh, let me make a phone call, all those things. It's not safe.
1: No, no. I mean I I I will admit a long time ago, yeah, you know, I taking a phone call while driving, I I at some point, it's like, okay, the phone call's over. Oh, wow, I'm really close to my destination. Mm-hmm. I don't remember the last few minutes mm-hmm. driving because
0: mm-hmm. I was on the phone. Speaking of your phone, uh, when was the last time you cleaned your phone? You can do that. Yeah, <laughs> you should do that. Please, I got Here, some alcohol wipes right now. Um, a lot of people don't wash their phones, uh, yeah. and they can be pretty disgusting. We our, our phones touch hundreds, if not thousands, of bacteria, and we and we pick it up all the time. Uh, so if you're not washing your phone with like an alcohol wipe or or something like that. You need to start doing it. Research has shown that our phones have more bacteria than a toilet seat.
1: Ew. Yeah. Ew. Mm-hmm. Who measured that?
0: Well, <laughs> it's science. I mean, same thing with like when you uh, go to the hotel and you, you, could, you could swab your... Uh, the most disgusting full of bacteria thing in the hotel room is... Uh, the bed sheet. The remote control. Oh. Yeah. Yuck. Because people... Don't wash their hands
1: and nobody cleans the remote.
0: Nobody cleans the remote. Yeah. And they yeah, honestly they need to they need to make the the hotel remotes something that they're like waterproof <laughs> so that they could just dip it in sanitizer and then put it back on the shelf. Maybe just voice activation. Yeah. Yeah. That would make sense as well. So <laughs> just a public service announcement for you, please th- clean your phone. I think my phone has covid. Yeah, I think I think your phone has everything. <laughs> it might have some diseases that Gross. don't exist anymore. It's time now for Got Something to Say where we talk to our friends and neighbors about things happening in our community. always love to chat with nonprofit organizations and groups. Uh, If you want to reach out to me, it's real easy. You can call 925-WSJM. You can email Let's Talk at WSJM.com. And Got Something to Say brought to you by our friends at United Federal Credit Union. We get you. My guest today is Matthew Bizzo and he's from the Crazzle Arts Center. Hello, Matthew.
2: Hello, hello. How are you doing, Johnny?
0: I'm doing fantastic. Great to be talking with you and love to always uh, catch up on all the cool things that you guys have going on at the Crazzle Arts Center. And as we always say, there's a lot of stuff going on, and this is where we chat and kind of help people in the community know about all those great things that you have uh, upcoming and things that they can be a part of. Uh, let's start off first with something I know you've been a part of many times uh, and love doing that, not even is just a presenter, but also uh, in other ways as well, and that is Pecha Kucha, and the, this is uh, another one coming up on May the 4th, so tell me more
2: about that. Yes. Well, well, let me just say now, may the 4th be with you, Johnny. We're very excited to welcome Petra Kucha to the Secret Garden in Benton Harbor on Thursday, May 4th from... that's where our doors open at 6 p.m. I'm so excited. I can't even get the words out. <laughs> uh, so for those who if you're like, what the heck is Petra Kucha? I've never heard that word before. Petra Kucha is a presentation style format where presenters come and share their stories. But there's a catch. They only have a 20 uh, slide PowerPoint that automatically moves every 20 seconds. So they've got about six minutes to tell their story. And we've got a great line of presenters, a couple that are talking about Star Wars during this event on May 4th. So we encourage you to come out. You can buy your tickets in advance or at the door. $5. Make sure that we keep this event coming uh, to St. Joseph in Benton Harbor. And we've had so much fun doing it over the years. We're very excited. This is volume 27 of our PK events. They happen three times a year and are a great way to mix and mingle and meet new members of the community. So we hope to see you there.
0: Yeah, and the secret garden for people that have not been there before This is an indoor venue, correct?
2: Correct. The Secret Garden is an indoor venue. It's a a new venue on the market. Um, They've had a couple of wedding Mm -hmm. receptions there already. It's super eclectic. I've been inside and kind of moved around. There's just so many treasures to find within the building itself. Uh, We're very excited to actually host uh, and invite community members there to check it out. um, So that way they can see the inside without going to another big event and wait for someone to get married or have a retirement party.
0: And it is a good idea to get to the tickets ahead of time because it, as being an indoor venue, and I know Pecha Kucha is a very popular event that a lot of people want to come and check out, uh, good idea to get ahead of time, right?
2: That's right. And you can find that um, if you go to the events section at krausel.org, we have the link Um uh, we under our Petra Kucha tab there. You can find it there. Also, follow Petra Kucha, B-H, St. Joe, that's Fenton Harbor St. Joe, on Facebook and Instagram. We're going to be posting links to those tickets, and you're going to be able to learn more about these amazing presenters who will be here.
0: Another thing that uh, you guys have coming up, and this is a new thing. We mentioned this one of the last times we talked, was the Mish Mash Market. Uh, at that Catholic. is right. Tell me more about that, because that's coming up here pretty soon.
2: That is coming up. The Mishmash Market is going to be on Friday, May 19th, and Saturday, May 20th. Friday the 19th is a $5 suggested donation, but you get to have a cocktail, hang out with uh Krasil Art Center staff, and actually see some big ticket items. It's kind of your first access to the things that we are selling during the Mishmash Market. We have just we are currently renovating our studio spaces, so there's lots of cabinets up there that we're selling. Uh we also have a lot of other objects from the library. Um from our administration building at 720 State Street, which we are calling the Yellow House. A lot of different objects on there. You know, we've been around for 40 years. We've kind of accumulated a lot of cool stuff, but we got to make room for more cool stuff to come. That's what this event is all about. That's really cool. Funds um, from this event are still supporting those studio renovations I talked about um, because there's a lot going on there. Um, But it's a great time to come out, hang out, socialize, mix and mingle with people and, you know, get a test that you're bartering is skills i drive a hard bargain but for the right but you'll have to see how good of a bargain that is by coming to the event
0: definitely want to come and check that out so market calendars for that and also as you are uh you know walking the campus of the or whether inside checking out great exhibits or uh taking classes or checking out a lot of the great out- outdoor uh permanent art that you have there's also uh some new art that people can enjoy outdoors right
2: Yes, that is right. So if you have been by Kraslox Center the last couple of years, you've seen objects like Ground Wave, which was a giant wooden sculpture. You've seen Prismatic Hope, which had these beautiful sails as an outdoor classroom. We also had the Art Dome that was an outdoor classroom. This all happened in our East Garden, which is dedicated to Maria G. Hop um, and supported with gifts from the Daniel F. Hop family and Horizon Bank to make sure that we have interactive sculpture on Kraslox grounds. We're going to be welcoming a new immersive sculpture by Joy Bradley that is actually going to invite you to become one with nature in a larger-than-life depiction of the moment a butterfly lands on a flower. That's going to be up in late May, but we want to make sure that you get excited now and head on down to see what we what that looks like here at Castle Art Center.
0: Oh, man, I got excited when you said it was a butterfly. That sounds like it's going to be a really cool thing to check out uh, and be able to see and uh, interact with, probably take some pictures in front of, I'm sure, because it's going to be beautiful. Yes. Uh, that's going to be awesome. And you said that that will go up and, and be
2: ready to go when? That's going to be up at the end of May. Okay, So you'll want to save the day on June uh, 9th. I believe we're going to have a new exhibition opening, which you and I will talk about later. But that's going to be a great chance to see that new artwork with a bunch of your friends, too. And also check out the next exhibition. So, but again, lots of fun stuff happening this summer. Come on down in late May, uh, early June to see this work by joy.
0: That's fantastic. Another thing people look forward to is the uh, the Crassel Art Fair and you have uh, that coming up. But also uh, a little before that, you're going to uh, have a really cool release of the commemorative design. Tell me about this. Yes.
2: So uh, you might have heard this called the fine art poster in the past, Mm -hmm. but really it just goes on so much other stuff. Uh, So we're calling it a commemorative design this year. You're still going to be able to buy a poster. You're also going to be able to buy a T-shirt, a bag and um, make sure that you get your collector's experience pin that is inspired by this design. It's created by Michigan native Alan Boatwright. He's a new artist this year uh, who we're very excited to reveal more of his work. Um, He we commissioned Alan to create this art piece and You can Google him to kind of get an idea of his inspiration. But we're going to be unveiling this design, and you're going to be able to purchase the merchandise on Thursday, May 11th, from 5 to 7 p.m. This is part of a a business after-hours event that we're doing with the Southwest Michigan Regional Chamber. But everyone is invited to this. Come on down, hang out, mix and mingle, learn more about the uh, commemorative design. We're very excited to have Waterfront House of Framing and Fashion be framing the actual poster. I dropped it off to them. There's a lot of buzz already behind the scenes. And we're just really excited to share it with the whole community on Thursday, May 11th, from 5 to 7.
0: That's awesome. And then Art uh, Fair tickets, uh, when do those go on sale?
2: Those go on sale on May 1st.
0: Okay. Nice. Looking forward to that. I know people love uh, that, that party and that get-together every single year and seeing what is revealed. So you'll be able to see that on uh, May 11th. Um, That's right. Some other things we need to save the date for. Uh, You got a lot of like we said, a lot of stuff going on. So much stuff. Um, What are some things we need to save the summer classes? Those will be coming up here soon, right?
2: That is right. Summer class and camp registration opens on May 4th. We've already kind of talked about some renovations that are going to the studios. Those are going to be done in time for these classes to take place. Classes themselves, uh, the registration deadline is going to be June 12th, and the first course is going to begin on June 19th. Uh, we don't have classes during the week of art first, so you don't have to worry about that. But you can look for youth camps that run every single week with a ton of different topics from Painting, uh, drawing, clay making, sculpture, They're, and they come up with some wild ideas that I don't even know about yet. But <laughs> I'm super excited to have you come down. Um, those are morning camps for uh, youth students, ages five to thirteen. To, excuse me, five to twelve. Mm-hmm. And then we also have uh, classes that run the whole summer long um, for students uh, any age, any age, age five and up. Excuse me. Uh, so you want to come and check those out. Um, you want to, and if you want to actually get um, information about these and get uh, quick access to registration, there's a couple of ways you can do that. So uh, I'm going to transition a little bit because if you're a Kressel Art Center member, you're going to get information and early access to things like programs and tickets for events and all of this great stuff that we do at Kressel Art Center. And I know when I become a member, I like to have like a special little card for that. Mm-hmm. And Kressel Art Center is actually doing this this year. So if you want to receive your membership card from Craswell Art Center, now is a great time to join us. We're ramping up for an amazing summer. Learn more about that under our membership tab at Craswell.org. Um, but we have a really fun design by Elizabeth Catlett that we're putting on the card. And it's just a great way to support free programming that we have with our exhibitions, with family days and family nights. Uh, in addition to also getting some great perks like discounts on certain items and for classes, plus all that early registration. We fill up fast yep. and membership is a great way that you can stay involved and make sure that you don't miss a beat.
0: Absolutely. And you can support the great work that you guys do. Uh, and that's how you're able to, to keep the doors open and keep the classes and all the other cool things that you have going because you've got great members in our community that are part of crazzle so uh looking forward to that and uh looking forward to getting some cards a new card that's really awesome that you guys have that and so many other great things matthew great way for us to kind of keep track of all of the cool things that you have coming up like we said there's a lot of dates to keep in mind to put on the calendar Mm -hmm. but also a lot of things that you need to go and check out uh sooner rather than later so where's a good place for us to kind of keep track of all of this
2: Yeah, well, a great place is to head over to Krasl.org. That's K-R-A-S-L.org. If you click on our contact tab there, that will let you sign up for our email updates where you can get all these links of everything we talk about in one nice, simple email that we send out every other week. And it also keeps you engaged on other fun opportunities that come up here at Krasl Art Center. We are on Facebook and Instagram as well. Just search for Krasl Art Center. That's K-R-A-S-L.
0: Awesome. Matthew, as always, thank you so much for uh, telling us about all the cool things you guys have going on at the Krasil Arts Center.
2: Thanks for having me, Johnny.
0: And as always, if you'd like to be part of Got Something to Say, you can always email WSJM.com, call 925-WSJM, and you can leave me a voicemail, get some info to me, maybe even uh, add me to your weekly or monthly newsletter that you might have. Um, Love to have you part of the show so we can talk about some of the things that are going on in our community. And you can also hear got something to say not only during the morning show, but also in the afternoon at 530 after News with Andrew Green. And always check out the podcast at WSJM.com and the WSJM app. It's all brought to you by United Federal Credit Union. We get you. Ken Lindbergh is in here, and we're going to run down some of the things that are going on in our area and things you should know about in the news. Um, some, some mayoral
1: news. Oh, yeah. If you're a resident of St. Joseph you know that the mayor is one of the city commission members they are appointed mm. by the other members of the city commission and since 2017 first mayor pro tem and then mayor Laura Goose has been right. has been serving well her term is up this year okay november 2023 is the the election and yesterday was the filing deadline and we had a conversation she's not going to run okay she's not running for reelection so are you going to run? <laughs> Thank you.
0: <laughs> Thank you. You for
1: live the, in St. Joe, right? I do live in okay. St. Joe. Okay. I do live in St. Joe. Um, you know, I'll, I'll form an exploratory committee for that. Oh, uh, okay. How about okay. that? I always love those. For their,
0: where Any, any <laughs> candidate of any uh, size office, they always start the exploratory committee, and they're like, okay, yeah. we're just going to see if this is a good idea or not. <laughs> Mayor
1: Goose was, yeah. You know, we had a conversation a few weeks ago, and I asked her this very question, are you going to run for real? election. And, and can we talk about it when you've made the decision? And she said, we've not yet made a decision. Um, I've you know always had some goals in mind of what I wanted to get accomplished mm-hmm. during my time on the city commission. And uh, her statement released yesterday, the decision, she said, the decision has been a difficult, very personal decision. I've enjoyed being able to represent the residents and the taxpayers, all the city commission members. It's an at-large Position, mm-hmm. So you don't represent a certain district or ward or something. Uh, so she's rep- had the ple- pleasure of representing St. Joseph. Um, but she also believes healthy turnover. Turnover is healthy for an institution. Sure. So she said, six years, done a lot, I'm mm-hmm. out. I'm out. So she'll joyfully serve between now and uh, the end of her term. That's and true. and then go back to personal life.
0: There you go. Yeah. I like that. And then, so yeah, like you said, uh, the way the city of St. Joseph works, uh, for people that, uh, are keeping track at home on yes. how, how all the things in the community go. This is where the city council will then appoint one appoint of their appoint own. One of their own. So yep. somebody, on the, on the uh, city council could be our next mayor.
1: Well, yes, and will be. and uh, But it won't be Lynn Todman because she also is a sitting city commissioner whose term is up this year. Okay. And uh, she has announced that she will not run for reelection. election okay. um, And so we're going to check the the filings today to see what else is changing.
0: Yeah, we'll keep you up to date at the WSJM.com. Uh, staying in St. Joseph, yes. uh, there is uh, some new things that the city commission just uh, recently approved, and that is a... A Monarch weigh station. And when I first heard <laughs> Monarch weigh station, I thought, okay, so this is where I catch butterflies. Yes. And then I then put it on a scale, kind of like at the grocery yes. store. Yes. To see how much my butterfly weighs, but that it's spelled differently. Well,
1: they have different, wa- they have different w- scales to mm-hmm. weigh butterflies because, you know, butterflies are pretty light. Yeah. It's more than a pound of grapes. That's true. No, I'm kidding. It's uh, I call this the butterfly effect. You know, have you ever walked by a tree and seen the leaves? moving around rapidly and then you realize they're not leaves at all. It's monarch mm-hmm. butterflies have taken over this tree. It's beautiful. Oh, yeah. It's it beautiful. Awesome. And and people want to protect the monarch butterfly because they do a lot for the ecosystem. And yeah. they, they do great things. I mean, they travel 3,000 miles every year. Mm-hmm. That's a big thing. So the city of St. Joe, the commissioners have looked at some of the vegetation policies that they have and they want to plant some vegetation that is favored by the monarch butterflies to attract them. Them, give them a place to hang out, uh, and they want to do it on the bluff near mm-hmm. the stairs. I think it'll be nice. Yeah, yeah. The bluff there, I mean, you don't want it to be unstable, so they're not going to remove any of the vegetation that currently stabilizes yeah. the bluff, uh, but they are going to take a look at what can we plant that monarchs like that when they're traversing you know, sure. their, their big nationwide journey, they can stop by and be very pretty here
0: that's awesome isn't it nice I look forward to checking that out yeah uh other michigan related stories uh and animal related stories as well uh this happened over in uh monitor township it's over uh by bay city um and a deer recently broke into somebody's house Ah. so the family members uh, were able to chase the deer into a bedroom uh <laughs> where it then decided to well Do what you do when you're in the bedroom. Just jump up and down on the bed. (laughs) And they ended up uh, closing their bedroom door. Did call the cops.
1: Oh, my. On the deer?
0: They called the cops on the deer. Okay. Deputies did escort the deer from the home. And they even (laughs) tweeted, um, kind of an unusual breaking and entering suspect. Luckily, neither the deer nor the deputies were injured. And uh, the family opted not to. To press charges. Very nice. It's a heck of a
1: situation when a deer breaks into a building. Oh, yeah. I've had it happen.
0: And uh, a, did it have antlers? Uh, I think it did.
1: Ooh. I think it did. It was over on Hilltop. Uh-huh. Uh, Whirlpool Corporation, whom I used to work for yeah. as well, uh, had offices on Hilltop Road. Right, right. And we're all sitting in our fun little cubicles there. And all of a sudden, out of the silence breaks this huge crash. A huge crash, a deer had busted through one of the windows into the, the leader's office, the chief, I don't know, chief information sure, officer sure. Who, at the time. He wasn't in his office, thankfully, but the deer broke in, thrashed about, messed up his office, and then ran back outside.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, it was pretty crazy. That was, uh, my guest is caught on security cameras no, or something.
1: No, no security cameras. Yeah. So the boss just showed
0: up and like uh, like, <laughs> what the heck happened to my office? What, what <laughs> happened? Maybe that deer was looking for a job or something. Could have been. Or just maybe like looking for some tape or a stapler or something. <laughs> um, I place stapler. I misplaced my stapler <laughs> and uh, I just needed to grab it. And I saw in the window that you had one. So I just went and got it. Uh,
1: no, no signs of deer injury in that case.
0: Okay. Good yeah. to know. Another thing that people have probably been looking forward to all morning is uh, the uh, new popular game show. Yes. Who the heck is Ken? I like it. Uh, Ken Lundberg, That's news me. director. You've Hello. been the news director now for uh, a couple months? I think so. February. Okay. Started in February. So we want to get to know you a little bit more. Um Kind of like the dating game because we are getting to know each other, yes. not only the uh, the fine listeners of this award winning program, but also uh, myself as you well. You and I, yeah. Um, so you have two truths and a lie. I do. Uh, you're a well traveled man. Oh dear, you've been to many places. Been uh, To a couple, yep. Uh, and you have your two truths and a lie. So throw them at me because okay. I like to I like to read your eyes and see. Not everybody playing at home can do this. Don't they, they don't have the advantage that I do, but I want to see if these are truths or okay. lies. So go ahead. Uh,
1: so, yes, been in the area for 10 years mm-hmm. here locally. Um, raised in Washington State, as mm-hmm. we talked about yesterday. Spent a good deal of time in Washington, D.C. So you'll hear some of that in today's two truths and a lie session. Okay. Here they are. Uh, which one of these is a lie? Number one, attended two funerals on the same day at Arlington National Cemetery. Mm. Talked about Star Trek with Stephen Hawking. Mm. And then lastly, hit in the eye with Kurt Cobain's guitar pick.
0: Ooh. Two truths, one lie. See, these are tough ones because, as you mentioned... The uh the being in both Washington's mm-hmm. DC and state, knowing yep. Kurt Cobain, originally Washington from state. Washington State. Yeah. So, and your age would be somewhere <laughs> where I would say it's you could have gone to a Nirvana concert.
1: I, I do appreciate grunge.
0: Um And also, you being a news guy for many years, there is probably a chance at some point maybe you've crossed paths with Stephen Hawking. Yeah. Hmm. I'm going to go with, even though you love grunge and like uh, Nirvana and from that area, I'm going to say you were not hit in the eye with Kurt Cobain's guitar pick. (sighs) How do you know these things? I'm just guessing because, <laughs> I mean, that, that could seriously could have happened. Yeah. But I'm just, it's just a wild guess on that one.
1: Yeah. So you are correct. I was not hit in the eye with a guitar pick.
0: Did you see, have you seen Nirvana Live? Yeah.
1: I did. I was working at a radio station out in Seattle at the time. And they, um, I was at the news station, Mm -hmm, obviously, mm -hmm. but uh, the sister station was uh, rock and roll, whatever, contemporary, adult contemporary. And they had tickets to the MTV New Year's Eve taping. Uh, of the show, and the original lineup was Pearl Jam, Nirvana, and The Breeders. Oh wow! Yeah. And Pearl Jam and Nirvana were feuding at the time, mm. and Pearl Jam pulled out, said, "No, we're not going to do it." So it was Pearl, uh, it was Nirvana, The Breeders, and Cypress Hill.
0: Ooh, yeah, nice. <laughs> so that was Good fun. Sub. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, had the opportunity to attend. I was probably the squarest looking guy sure. there. Yeah the only person wearing a collar uh, okay <laughs> and uh, yeah Dave Grohl Kurt Cobain and uh, I always forget the
0: third guy's name oh Canada. gosh uh, it's very much into music education yes yeah um It'll come to and me and get out the vote. So, so, so that
1: was that was the lie. Uh, attended two funerals on the same day at Arlington. That was not on purpose. Um, I was working for a member of Congress at the time in Washington D.C. and um, a a longtime member of Congress and also a former Army, a decorated Army veteran, uh, had passed away, and so we had to attend his funeral. Okay, I had the lucky. Quote unquote lucky mm. job of driving the member of Congress to Arlington from the Capitol that day. Um, Ar- I had never been to Arlington before. It's beautiful, and we had uh, the the congressman had votes right before, yeah. and so we were late. We were late getting to the funeral, and Ooh. so we got to Arlington. I was driving like a bat out of Hades, and and got to Arlington. Asked for directions to the funeral site because if you've been to Arlington, you know it is acres and acres oh, it's and acres. Massive. Yeah, and so so we got directions to the to the and and there's a the, one of the another elected official in mm-hmm. the back seat, and he's backseat driving. He's telling me turn here, turn here, turn here, turn. <laughs> here and so we end up and just in time we get to the funeral. Wow. And the case in it, caisson has just pulled up. It's got the the, the coffin on the back. Mm-hmm. It's a horse-drawn carriage and we we solemnly get out and we stand there and and the elected official ribs the congressman, congressman and he says you know Charlie was army. Mm. On the on the casket, it has Air Force insignia.
0: Oh no! Oh yeah.
1: So we we slowly backed away.
0: We're <laughs> in the back wrong into our spot.
1: Car. Oh no! <laughs> Got in the car, and <clears throat> long story short, we made it in time for the other funeral. That okay, we were, we were there to see.
0: So you you did? Did you even find out who the person
1: was? Did not. Did oh. not. I could probably look it up. I'm, I'm sure. I'm yeah. sure it's there someday. And then. uh Stephen Hawking. That was another news story they had the opportunity to cover. Uh, there, he was he was riding back on a ferry and ended up at a Seattle ferry terminal. And I was the only press person there. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> you know, he he at the when he was still alive, he's a, a fish, physicist. Yeah. And he loved Star Trek. And if you remember Star Trek: The Next Generation, he had a cameo appearance. I do remember that on there. And so it was after that. Um, I, I went up and I said, uh, Mr. Hawking, could we talk for a couple of moments about your appearance on Star Trek? And, and before I had gotten to him and, and got out my question, he was zooming. He was like, I don't have time for anything, mm-hmm, anyone. Mm-hmm. I've got to go solve the history, mystery of black holes and baby right. universes and that kind of stuff. And, and, and he, when I said Star Trek, he stopped. <laughs> and he said, Yeah, let's talk about okay, that. Let's do that. Yeah, That's so, awesome. But what was really interesting is because he couldn't talk because of his condition. Sure. I had to put the microphone up to his speaker that yep. he had specially mm-hmm. made where he put in his answers and we talked about Star Trek for a few minutes.
0: That's awesome. It was a lot of fun. Talked about Han Solo and, and Chewbacca. <laughs> Star Trek. I know. Star I'm Trek. just messing with you. <laughs> Chris Novoselic, by the way, bass player. Thank you. I, Thank you. That's right. It was one of those on the tip of my tongue. I unfortunately <laughs> he was the had to go. Player. Yeah. Yeah. He was great though. Yeah. Played for Soundgarden as well at some point. Yep. Um all right, well there you go. Now you've learned a little bit more about Ken. We'll uh Maybe we should play like a rapid fire uh, thing at some point uh, later this week. Your Moody on the Market Update, where we tell you about some of those great stories you'll find. Brought to you by Insurance Management Service. Call IMS today, your local auto owner's agency with locations in St. Joseph and in Niles. And I, being a resident of Niles, saw some things uh, related to my town that I was like, Wait a minute, you got to be kidding me. Uh, and I'm sure a lot of people that uh, drive down US 31 probably noticed uh, uh, the story that we had that they were may have been a little bit caught off guard when you see the the headline that says two US 31 ramps in Niles Buchanan area closing permanently Ken, does that mean they're closed completely and I can't get off the exit anymore or what?
1: I did a head snap on this one as well. As, as a former resident of Buchanan, there there are a couple of ways to get into town. And, sure. You know, you get off 31 and you, you go right into Niles Buchanan. You can go over to Niles. You can go over to Buchanan. MDOT uh, issued a news release that said we're going perma- to permanently close these two U.S. 31 ramps right there at Niles Buchanan. Mm. Well, they're not closing the exit. The exit will remain open. Okay. They're closing a redundancy.
0: So, did they have? I mean, I can't see the aerial view. They kind of had that, like, kind of clover leaf four it, different a little, things yeah, going yeah, on there. Yeah,
1: it's a small clover leaf. They <clears> have two. I, I guess you call them a 360 degree on yeah. on uh, and on on ramps. Sure, yeah, on ramps, and they also had the opportunity for a couple of. I'm just going to take this left turn here and get on yeah. 31. So they were redundant. It took it. It takes money and resources, man, uh, You know, person power mm. to maintain these things. They said, huh. Why don't we just close them? Because we've got six ways to get on or off this thing.
0: Sure. And they probably did a traffic study, too, to kind of see how all that stuff was flowing and said, "Okay, we can we can afford to get rid of that because that will then help us uh, in the long run as well with maintenance.
1: I'm glad they got rid of the cloverleaf, the the tight hairpin turns, because every time it froze over had to go like three miles an oh, hour.
0: Oh, yeah. You had to be really careful yeah. around some of those turns. Yeah. Uh, and then also, uh, Jocelyn uh, has a great story on uh, some summer fun in Niles, some free concerts that are coming. The Niles Summer Concert Series will be kicking off That's right. uh, in May, May 21st. A great lineup. Uh, she talked with uh, organizer Karen Adler, and she says, and this is some cool stuff, uh, is This is a free concert series, uh, but I think you can make some donations and enjoy uh, some great music. But also... um What's cool is each band that they have performing chooses a local nonprofit to benefit, raising funds for them at the concert, raising awareness as well about their mission, their service, as well as uh, any of their needs that they have. And she says, because these are mom and pop organizations who don't have a marketing person or a budget, uh, we seek to give them uh, their 15 minutes of fame. They usually do a little presentation during like the intermission of, uh, you know, that 15 minute elevator speech of the uh nonprofit when uh, they want to know about stuff and inform the community and folks in the audience regularly tell them the uh they had no idea the organization even existed yeah. until they meet them at the concert so a really unique thing um but check out niles music and more and uh, that full story uh, by jocelyn tozinski they got a facebook page full lineup summer is almost here so there's going to be some good stuff coming 20 shows yeah that's great and they're good stuff and wide array so I mean if you any type of music you'll like if because they know they, they do bluegrass. the blue they do the bluegrass ah. they actually have the bluegrass festival I love bluegrass that they'll have but they'll have you know tribute bands original bands all kinds of really cool stuff so do go you think check they that have
1: out bluegrass grunge
0: oh I'm sure <laughs> that'd be fun bluegrass blunge, yeah yeah I'm grunge. sure <laughs> uh, per, pearl or pl, 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 call them blueberry jam <laughs> blueberry they I you like go. it like it. Your booty on the market update brought to you by Insurance Management Service. Call IMS today, your local auto owner's agency with locations in St. Joseph and in Niles. And Ken Lundberg is in here this morning. Lots of uh, news and things uh, to get to this morning. Um, first off, um, I want to talk about a couple sports related yes. stories. Um, these are two situations that a lot of times as a fan, of any sport, you you wish would happen, but <laughs> this actually did for uh, in the Premier League, um, the footballers, yes, of Tottenham or Tottenham uh, in England, that place. They were so ashamed of their blowout; uh, they got beat six to one. Ouch. Uh, they lost to Newcastle United, which is also a great team, okay. uh, and they decided, all right. We got beat so bad. We feel bad for our fans, so they're paying their fans back. Three thousand supporters who traveled the two hundred and eighty miles from London to Newcastle, um, they uh, to watch this game. They all will get refunds paid by the team's players. Refunds. Yep. They said in a statement, we know this does not change what happened on Sunday, and we give everything to put things right. It's just another part of the crazy season uh, for Tottenham. And it's already had three different managers leading the team just this season. (laughs) Is this a real-life Ted
1: Lasso thing?
0: It kind of feels like it, that (laughs) they're just having all kinds of problems. So I've never seen that happen, though, with any any sports franchise. And uh, there's a lot of them that have been really bad over the years. And even now, there's teams that you would say, "Mm, maybe you should pay us to come (laughs) see your game.
1: Uh, so it's interesting. Do the Cubs do that? I think the Cubs do that. <laughs>
0: the Cubs probably should have done that for a long period of time. Now, not so much. They're doing all right. Same thing with the Tigers. They're doing all right this year. Doing but great. yeah, there's there's times where you're like, oh man, yeah, you should pay me just to show up to your game. Well, you think about so take off work.
1: You have parking. You have the concession yeah. stands. The price of the ticket. I mean, how much are they going to
0: reimburse? The whole thing? Wow. From what it sounds like. It I, sounds like they're going to pay him all that for uh, at least, because that's the thing. You're not only going to help with the tickets, but they also traveled 280 miles. Are you then on top of that going to pay them for their, <laughs> their ticket and some of their travel? Yeah. Yeah. yeah we'll see about that. But uh, another one that I thought was pretty interesting. Uh, I know you've got kids. Yep. Uh, and any parent that goes to a little league baseball game, there's always that one parent. Oh my gosh, I know that. That person. just heckles the the umpire yep. and yells at the umpire, saying, well, was that a strike? Yeah, I, I could do better than that." <laughs> well, organizers of Little League over in New Jersey have had enough with those parents that say, Pff, "I could do better than you." They want you to prove it. Yeah. So they said anybody in the stands who confronts an umpire uh, in a game must step up and umpire three games themselves before they're allowed back as a spectator. (laughs) Genius idea. I like it. Mm -hmm. It could backfire, though. It could. It could. Maybe they could be really good.
1: Umpires. They could be really good umpires. They, they, you know, hopefully they have a stipulation where you can't umpire for your own kids' team. Right,
0: yeah, you don't want to be that biased. Yeah, that makes sense. But
1: but maybe it's kind of the like, okay, see what it feel like, mm-hmm. feels like to have parents yelling at you the whole time.
0: But it's also good for the league too because I know, and we know in Michigan, yes. like MHSAA across all the sports, there is a need for umpires Big and time. referees. So yes. if that league is struggling they can turn those people that keep arguing balls and strikes with the umpire see if they can uh prove it themselves the new rule might just uh calm things down and and they say that uh it might get more people involved in helping out with the games <laughs> but let's
1: let's not lose the headline here the underlying message is hey parents chill out at the
0: games absolutely yeah it, it is time for the it's, parents it, to just mm. it's about teamwork it's
1: about fun it's about the kids
0: sportsmanship is important for all players. And that doesn't just mean the players on the field. That means it extends all to the fans as well. Don't be that parent. Don't be that parent. Don't be that fan. If you're even a sibling of the, uh, of the player that's on the field or the, uh, the court, don't do that. Yep. Uh, and then also, uh, some retirement experts have, (laughs) uh, found six Michigan towns as the best places to retire. Uh, do we have any in our area?
1: Well, this almost feels like two truths and a lie, too. But <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. no, Associated Press putting on the wire this uh, yesterday, retirement experts, quote, unquote, picking six Michigan towns as the best places to retire. What what did they use as qualifications? Yeah, that's for? what
0: I always wonder.
1: And and I think what they were looking for was affordability and lifestyle and mm-hmm. health care. Uh, affordability stuff to do and yeah. health Care And that's why I say it was two truths and a lie, because they list Ann Arbor in here and they put affordable housing. And it's like, I I have to kind of question that. Yeah. I have to kind of question that. But here's the list. Okay. Ready? Uh, Petoskey. Okay. Reasoning behind that, what it lacks in size and big city attractions, Petoskey makes up for in natural beauty. That's true. Not only the downtown area, supremely picturesque. Mm -hmm. It also has a hilltop position that offers outstanding views over the bay.
0: So it's nice. Good place to retire. It yes, does get nice. cold in the winter, but it's a, a cold. good place to hang out. Maybe you like the cold.
1: Kalamazoo, offering lovely combination of small-town charm and
0: big-city buzz. Okay, I could go with that. I mean, you know, if you think in health and travel and things to yep. do, there's there's quite a lot to do in Kalamazoo. And youthful energy,
1: so a lot of people to carry groceries, right? Mow your lawn, exactly that kind of stuff.
0: Hire, yeah, hire some uh, university <laughs> students to do some cheap labor for you. Not a bad idea.
1: Grand Haven is another one on the list. Offers endless outdoor activities. Nice. Waterfront festivals, historical museums, first-rate drinking and dining opportunities. Okay. Apparently, they list Grand Haven as having a surprisingly low cost of living. I did not know that. I did not know that I traveled either.
0: to Grand Haven, but not yeah. not uh, looked at what the houses are.
1: Yeah, apparently, good access to health care, too. Okay. Uh, the last three on the list, Grand Rapids for retirees mm-hmm. seeking the bustle of a major metropolis uh, and a, a cost of living that is relatively low. Ann Arbor, excellent health care, incredible cultural scene. They say affordable housing.
2: Uh,
0: I question that one. I do question that yeah. one. I, yeah, I would say. Affordable for whom? Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, affordable for the doctors and people in the universities and, and people within that area. <laughs> yeah. Yes. For regular people that are just, well... Most people that are going to live over there are going to have jobs in, yeah. in those industries. So. Sure. Um, but for retirement, uh, yeah. I don't know about that. Last one
1: on the list. Well, but the medicine, I mean, home of, course, of University yeah. <coughs> of Michigan, um, vast healthcare complex, Michigan medicine, huge. So Makes sense. Maybe yeah. that's the deal. Yeah. Frankenmuth, uh, peaceful, safe, full of charm, brimming with history, also known as Little Bavaria.
0: Ah, yes. little Bavaria. Do love Frankenmuth. So
1: uh, there you go. That's, that's a, the six they picked. The I wealth, like that. Wealth Advisors.
0: Ooh, Wealth Advisors. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So maybe if you make some good investments, which is always a good idea, <laughs> um, to, to go and check that out. Yeah. That's really cool. Um, I like, I I, I just want to go and visit all those places yeah. now. I'm putting that on my uh, my road trip list. Agreed. Your Moody on the Market Update, where we tell you about some of those stories that you'll find when you get there. Uh, Brought to you by our friends at Insurance Management Service called IMS Today, your local auto owner's agency with locations in St. Joseph and in Niles and uh, Ken Lundberg. uh, There is a story that honestly, I thought uh, the title, the headline of the story, I thought it was like a new uh, book or play. coming to a theater near near you because it's Mr. Catania goes to Washington. Yes. Uh, a like
1: riff a children's on book. The, Well, it's a riff on the old movie, Mr. Smith goes to Washington.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, our Moody on the Market contributor, Ryan Younger, one of our newsroom team, uh, wrote this story. Should we go through it?
0: Sure. Okay. What do you got?
1: Uh, for 18 years, Upton Middle School, social studies teacher Jason Catania has been taking students on a summer field trip. To Washington, D.C. It's kind of fun uh, to learn firsthand about U.S. history, U.S. government, pay respect to those who have served in military conflicts overseas. And he gave a presentation recently about his years of taking kids to to Washington, D.C., the nation's capital. And he has done this so many times. He's now taken over a thousand students to Washington, D.C.,
0: yeah, they do a lot of different stuff when they get there. They said the uh, the trip is expanded to include places like Gettysburg mm-hmm. and Arlington. Yeah. He says, when we go to Arlington, we all look nice. Uh, there's so much uh, merit to kids where they're going to a place like that and they walk in looking nice. I mean, after all sacrifices that were made to be in that place, uh, it's the least that they uh, that they deserve. And one year, uh, Catania said that a man... Uh, struck up a conversation with him about how well-dressed and well-behaved the students were. The man was a 9-11 first responder and eventually came to St. Joseph uh, to speak to students about his experience. Pretty awesome.
1: Yeah, it is awesome. It, it, they, he calls it a life-changing experience. And one of the things that you think about when you think about Washington, D.C. is obviously all the chicanery and, and mm-hmm. stuff that's going on with Congress and the president and everything else. But what it is really is it's it's the foundation of the country right it's it's the birthplace of democracy in our nation and the place where a lot of things happen mm-hmm. that affects everybody In different ways. And so to have students go there and experience it and see it firsthand, it's really an uh, an eye opening experience.
0: Absolutely. I know when I went uh, when I was in school, uh, just a really awesome trip to be able to see all those things and learn all those things. And uh, Mr. Catania said every time they get on the flight back, they have this overwhelming sense of pride and accomplishment. So. Yeah. Pretty awesome stuff.
1: Yeah. The really nice thing is if you go, probably we're probably too late right now, but the cherry blossoms.
0: Oh, right. Yeah. That's that time of year. Yeah. Yeah.
1: It's Beautiful around the Tidal place. Basin uh, where the Jefferson Memorial is. And the funny thing is a few years back, they had a problem with, you know, the, the, the cherry trees were a gift from Japan. hmm And apparently the wildlife there, the beavers specifically, began gnawing on the trees. Ooh. Yeah, the Park Service got real mad. Delicious. They had to relocate them.
0: Oh, really? The, Not the re- trees, the oh. beavers. Oh, okay. Yeah. Good to know. A <laughs> little history there. there you lo- go. Maybe somebody <laughs> on the tour, when Mr. Cattani was doing that, gave I, them that little... If little, they give
1: a, a free beaver to every student coming back, they could have, take care of the problem.
0: Hey, that's a great idea. <laughs> Maybe not. You should, you should be in uh, Parks and Recreation <laughs> over in D.C. Um, but check out that story and a whole bunch of other great stories from our team of contributors at MoodyOnTheMarket.com. Your Moody on the Market update brought to you by our friends at Insurance Management Service. Call IMS today, your local auto owner's agency, with locations in St. Joseph and in Niles.